0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: So many good films come to bad ends, but not the tales of Harry Potter. The final episode of Harry's epic journey is the best possible end for the series that began a decade ago and a climax worthy of the term. It's a dark and thunderous pageant that sets its bespectacled hero in the midst of vast forces, yet never loses track of who he is. A brave boy, to borrow Dumbledore's fond phrase, on the way to becoming a wonderful man. Daniel Radcliffe, in his turn, has grown from likeably bland at the outset to impressively confident and as likable as ever. Keeping the audience so closely connected with Harry is a remarkable achievement, considering the intensity of the action that swirls around him. A roller coaster ride down to the Gringotts vault, a dragonback ride back up, serpentine menace on a cosmic scale, wands sizzling, towers toppling, Hogwarts besieged in a flame— And in the shootout that will define Harry's future, not to mention humanity's fate, Voldemort and his evil allies summoning up beams of energy strong enough to put the Hadron Collider in the shade. Is it real? Harry asks at one point. Or is it happening inside my head? You can understand his perplexity and you can certainly savor Dumbledore's answer. Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. That doesn't mean it's not real. J.K. Rowling's books first hit the screen when computer-generated imagery was coming into the fullness of its power and the beginning of its abuse. Some of the movie versions used the new technology to create new realities, while others abused it to the point of banality. Until now, the film that struck the best balance between technology and humanity was... By widespread agreement, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which was directed by the Mexican filmmaker Alfonso Cuaron. But all of the movies, like all of the books, were as real as they were and as successful as they were precisely because they were happening inside our heads. The books have been rightly hailed for inciting a generation of kids to read. Yet the Harry Potter movies, good and occasionally indifferent but never bad, deserve thanks for inciting a sense of wonder in the generation of kids who've been shortchanged by the movie business. As a failed Harry Potter scholar, I must have missed all sorts of intricacies in the surpassingly convoluted plots. That's why, in my muggling way, I took special pleasure this time from Harry's question to his friends, when have any of our plans actually worked? We get there and all hell breaks loose. But I'll also miss my periodic encounters with Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and with the small army of British and Irish actors who made these films a distinguished performer's pantheon. Michael Gambon and before him the late Richard Harris, Alan Rickman, Maggie Smith, Ray Fiennes, Robbie Coltrane, David Chulis, Helena Bonham Carter, John Hurt, Timothy Spall, Brendan Gleeson, Gary Oldman, and Jim Broadbent. They are wizards all. I'm Joe Morgan Stern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.
0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.